Most of the time, we review books that we really like here on The Book Boys. Other times, we review books that stink. And when a book really stinks, we get fussy. So this is a warning that sometimes we'll swear on this podcast, or sometimes the material that we're reviewing will be adult in nature. So keep that in mind as you listen to this week's episode. Ben! Hi. How's it going, buddy? Uh, well, the president and CEO of my company hosted a super spreader event with the president, so that's... <laughs> well, I can check that off my list. Uh, yeah, I know that was, that was a talking point that we had to bring up. <laughs> so that's, that's the, the work world I, I live in. So for anyone listening who doesn't know, Ben works for a company with a real jerk who was one of the few people that made the news for actually writing to the governor saying, uh, I hate that you shut everything down for the virus. Uh, back when we had the big shutdown in like yeah, March back, back in the spring, he, he wrote yeah, a letter to the governor of Minnesota, basically scolding him for closing down the schools and Yep. Telling him, Governor Waltz, it's time to reopen for business. Yeah, and that made national news because it was such a jerk thing to do. And so it's like, look at you. You work for a guy who's a nationally known idiot. And then it turns out that he has a, a, a big enough home out in uh, Lake Minnetonka that, um, that he hosted Donald Trump to be at his house. And my favorite detail is, oh, it's, it's a it's a money raising event or whatever for Donald Trump. So yeah, he goes, a, a fundraiser. Goes there, yeah, yeah, fundraiser. So he goes there to speak in person. So I love that. No matter what article I read, this it said one thousand per person or two thousand per couple. Well, okay, okay, <laughs> you're you're way off on your numbers there. By the way, let's let's get Am this I? right. Yeah, it wasn't one thousand per person or two thousand. It was a hundred thousand or two hundred thousand. Whoops! Yep, I did. Re- I wrote that incorrectly. Okay, You're right. You're that, right. that's how you raise seven million dollars for yep, the president yep. in an afternoon. I totally wrote that wrong. You're right. It was a hundred. Okay, but I, but the detail that I thought was so hilarious is why are you pointing out that it's two thousand or two hundred thousand per person? It, it's just one. It's one hundred thousand per person. End of story. Oh, yeah, it, it's double. Yeah, yeah. For, okay. It's a couple. and It's two hundred thousand. What's the point? Just say a hundred thousand per person, and that's it. That's all you have to say about it. But in anyway, every article I read, they always pointed that out, and I was just cracking up. Just, just to establish timing here, this was the day after the first presidential debate. Um, it hadn't been publicly announced that President Trump had contracted coronavirus yet by that point. Mm-hmm. But a lot of evidence would suggest that he had it and very possibly knew it at that point. Oh, yeah. Um, but That's he went yeah. to the fundraiser, which was a buffet-style lunch there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which is this? I assume was this how you found out about it? Because the um, one of the uh, fancy steakhouses in town here is who is catering it. So yeah, I think thirteen of their Murray's, staff had to be Murray's Steakhouse, whatever. Which I've been to before because it's just this nineteen fifties or sixties looking classy, old fashioned <laughs> steakhouse, oh, whatever. Sounds like exactly the type of restaurant that rich old white men would like. Absolutely, like that's a yeah. that's a standard for if you're a rich white businessman, that's where yeah. you go at some point with a client or whatever. Um, I always just like the, it just, it looked like something out of like a mafia movie, like Goodfellas or something. Yeah. It yeah. looks always, so I was like, I've gone there a couple times just cause I thought that was hilarious. But yeah, they actually had to shut down because they catered the event and all their people. Well, might, well I don't think they had to shut down. They just had to have or 13 they of their staff quarantined. Yeah. yeah. The, quarantined. the article I read made a point of saying the restaurant remained open. Oh, okay. I thought they shut down cause they had to quarantine everybody. 
No. But yeah, that's how I first found out about it. I was like, oh, that sucks. What the heck happened? And I'm like, what? And then they named like the company and the guy's name. And that's why I texted you going, what's the name of the company you work for again? And you didn't answer. And I go, and who's, what's your boss's name? And you're like, yeah, I know. Save it for the show. (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, like pay attention to the news. You're a week behind everyone else on that. Giving me shit. Oh, well, yeah, I've been, uh, kind of staying away it's the news is so intense here in america uh like i've been trying to avoid it for sanity's sake no okay Uh, i spend so much time at home all day long every day and all night that (laughs) i'm going slowly insane so i get really angry intense reading what's going on especially one that slipped through my filters uh because i use feedly to read my news so i just have like only fun things and things that I'm interested in. And I just have this one section is the only section I'm reading right now. And I won't go to my normal news section, but stuff still slips through like how a bunch of American terrorists uh, decided to try to abduct the mayor of Michigan. <laughs> what is it again? Uh, go- governor. It's what you're looking for. Gretchen Whitmer. Yep. Uh, and nobody in, in our government will name them as terrorists. Uh, <laughs> they were trying to literally incite a civil war. They planned on blowing up bridges to prevent the cops from getting <clears> to them <throat> when they abducted her to hold her for ransom and stuff. It's it's insane. <laughs> the world we live in right now, at least here in America, is completely nuts. Uh, and this is all leading up to an election that I don't think is going to go very smoothly. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah. What do we got about... <laughs> What, 25 days left? What are we? It's yeah. not long now. Well, that comes up to a thing on my list. Uh, a friend of mine, well, Corey, as you know, he wanted to get together and he said, I'm going nuts. Can we just go get like a burger and a beer uh, at this one bar restaurant nearby my house in walking distance? One that Ben and I have been to. Uh, and I was like, yes, because I definitely want a burger and a beer. It's been so long since I've had one. Yeah. I think the last time I had a burger and a beer, which is always my comfort food, it's my go-to, was with you the last time we recorded in person. Yeah, I think that was the day before everything closed down, right? Wasn't that the last night that restaurants were open here for indoor dining? Sure. That that would be really I think it was literally the next day. Yeah, it was. I think it was. That's funny. Yeah, we were nervous then. Just like, yeah, this doesn't seem right. Because like the tabletop, it's grimy there. So the tabletops are sticky and stuff. And so, uh, so yeah, you sit outside. uh, Everyone's spaced away pretty good. um, So, you know, we'll see if I catch anything. But it seemed like it was okay. Uh, But there was a lot of people sitting inside. And it's like kind of elbow to elbow inside the building. And I'm like, well, that's dumb. And it's full of blue-collar kind of usually older people are there. But it's also a place where, like, there's fights and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you're, you're no gets... spring chicken yourself there, buddy. Well, not the the age I'm talking about is, uh, besides all the fights and stuff that happened there, there's a lot of, like, old-timers that have been there forever. And boy, are they crabby, and they think that they're all tough guys, and they want to, like, have arguments. And it just sucks. I hate going there. Um, but a group of them came out, and they were... In their 60s and 70s, uh, wispy, thin hair. So I'm not like that, Ben. Uh, wearing masks. Good for them. Uh, these, these kind of people normally would be indignant and wouldn't wear the masks. But their masks had Trump written on the front of them. Uh, <laughs> and they stopped. 
and they stared at all of us pussies sitting outside eating in the cold. Uh, and just stood there for like a good 30 to 40 seconds, making sure that we all saw them. <laughs> and then they what? turned and walked off. So to what end? So you saw them, then, then what? Like, just God. that we were supposed to be intimidated by their brute, sheer brute force their, of their will. That uh, they're Trump supporters, and they sat inside like men, and all of us pussies sat outside. It was uh, really quite a show. And I was like, this election is going to go off the rails. Like, it's there's going to be shootings and stuff. Like, things are not going to go smoothly. This is yeah, the world I'm, we live in right uh, now. I'm worried about it. Have you voted yet, buddy? Mm-hmm. Okay, I did. I voted uh, as soon as mine came in the mail. Like, a day later, I did the voting, and I made my kids watch as I voted for Kanye West. And then I put my... <laughs> Have you Thank voted you. yet? He's on the ballot. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I voted. I, I sent mine in already, so... Well, I trust we voted for Kanye West together. I'm. You don't yep. have to tell me. I, I understand it's a secret. But I, uh, I've, I voted for Jill Stein again. I voted for her in 2016, and I voted for her again. I don't know if she was even on the ballot, but... uh, just He just wrote Jill across the ballot, like across the entirety of the ballot. You wrote that. Did you track your ballot to make sure it was accepted? Actually, I did because I also did it for... That's just a public service announcement for everybody listening. Make sure you vote and make sure your ballot gets counted. You can track your ballot. You can. Um, I actually saved the bookmark and everything, and then you put in your information and it says you're ballot was uh, accepted and it is tallied and you count and so that was it so. well okay here's it wouldn't have been counted yet oh I count well no they don't count them until election day so your everyone counts Ben everyone counts when they vote <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you uh, you know, to since we're on a, I'm since I'm in a stuck in the house, going crazy, uh, kind of vibe right now. So everything's uh, shitty and everything's making me upset. Uh, my other piece of news is I got laid off. So there's that. Oh, like permanently to add to it. Uh, yes, it's not for another f- a few more months. So I have to scramble to try to find a new job real, real fast. So, so wait, are you still working? You got notice that you're being laid off? Yeah, like okay. we're officially laid off. Uh, but it's not until like a later date, and so. Um, okay. But yeah, so that just means I have to hurry the heck up. So I've been doing a lot of finances-related stuff and getting ready and trying to pay down some debt real quick while I still can and all that kind of junk. Wow. I know. So ridiculous. That, I don't know if you want to hear this right now or not, but maybe maybe a blessing in disguise. It's shitty, but oh, you'll find no. something better. I don't know. You think so? I t- I sort of looked around and I'm like, there's nothing out there. I'm screwed. What? So. <laughs> I don't think that's the best attitude to have. But oh, yo, should I say yo. in a high pitch voice, like with a little upswing at the end? Yeah, I'm screwed. Yeah, yeah. What's <laughs> wrong with that? Go. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot of fun. And then to top it off, I reached out to a friend of mine who is like has been a headhunter for decades. Uh, and I just said, hey, if you hear of anything, let me know. I got laid off. So being a good friend, he calls me and says, like, hey, I'm sorry to hear that. And then goes off on a rant about QAnon because he's a huge QAnon believer. And just, it was an hour uh, that of doesn't him help. talking. I know. Hey, well, and although, then, wait, maybe anything good in there? What, for being a QAnon believer? Yeah, any, any new theories I, I might not be aware of because I'm not very plugged into that community. 
No, basically Trump is at any moment, Trump is going to re, uh, indict a bunch of people that are all pedophiles and they uh-huh. kill children. And because there's a certain chemical that frightened dead, dying children create in their brains that if you can suck that out, then you can live forever. <laughs> inject it. So all of this is yeah, going to be brought uh-huh. to light any day now. And he's like, but don't be, don't be scared. It's going to be crazy for a while, but it's going to be in the end, it's going to be good. And I'm like, you are freaking oh, off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty cool and that's pretty much all I have for all my news oh I got a basement window oh hey alright that yeah, make it easier real. for the mice to get in and out right yeah exactly yeah just leave it open for them yeah. uh, no it's a brand new little tiny window T- the tiniest thing no man could squeeze through it it's so small uh, but I just sit in front of it uh, with a beer and just stare out of it into my neighbor's house well, that's that good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Anything else for you? Um, so I, I'm rehabbing from my knee surgery, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a my I think six week follow up appointment. It was um, I went in and I gave him a heads up. I wanted to kind of look at the other knee to see what we could do about that one. Get a treatment plan in place. Yeah. Um, so that knee had a different set of issues than the other knee. So. Um, we took some x-rays, and uh, I was sitting alone in the exam room, and the doctor and the physician's assistant came back. They were looking at my x-rays, and I could tell they were talking about me in the hall, and they kind of continued the conversation into the room, and the surgeon said, uh, yeah, we're looking at your x-rays, and uh, it's actually kind of impressive, and not in a good way, <laughs> um, which is exactly what you want the knee surgeon to say about your knee x-rays. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, they they can't do anything surgically to repair that knee, unfortunately. So, um, wow. <laughs> yeah, there's just like I said, different set of issues there. So the best they could do, he said he he wrote me a script to get a measured and fitted for a fancy brace to wear, like when I'm doing any sort of activity. So, which is Weird. apparently like a, a two thousand dollar contraption, this knee brace, this custom knee brace. So. Do you think you're going to do anything physical enough where you need the knee brace? Like, you're not going to be playing soccer anymore. No, but just saying, just hiking or whatever, just being active at all. So I I think I will. And at this point, um, I just have to confirm that my insurance company will cover it Mm because with the surgery I had, I just absolutely annihilated my out-of-pocket maximum. So everything's free at this point if it's covered. So, Oh, well, well. Well, look at you. Yeah, but it was just funny. Yeah, it's kind of impressive, your x-rays, but not in a good way. (laughs) I love the doctors just like, like every other hospital show, they take the giant x-ray and slide it up into the the big display thing, which I doubt that they do anymore because they have computers now. But uh, I like that they still have it. And they go, wow, that's fucked up. Steve, get in here. (laughs) Look at this knee. (laughs) That's That's amazing. That's what it felt like, yeah. Well, anything else, Ben? I cooked scallops. That was fun. That's not news. Anything else, Ben? (laughs) Uh, No, not for me. Well, let's move on to our next segment. (laughs) Because that's our new thing now. We have a format. We finally, we caught on to two things that are apparently standard for every other podcaster. Yeah. One, you recording in your house as I record over here means yeah. that we have way better sound than recording over Skype. Yeah, uh, how about that? didn't occur to me until I was taking a dump one day, and I thought, oh, what if he were to record on his computer? 
And then we got all set up. And then I was looking around on Reddit for this one podcasting group. And people were saying that, like, oh, with COVID, you know, was, how do you record? And they're like, oh, I have the other person. I'm like, damn it. It took me this long to figure it out. The other one is uh, segments. We never did segments. This well, is where we keep going off the rails all the time. I think we, we did them, but we just never defined them very well. And we didn't. Now we have them, like, recorded in an outline format so we Hell could stay yeah. on chat. So, like, we always knew roughly what we want to do, but it was... We would we're easily distracted, I guess, and we get sidetracked. So I know. Do you think I say off the rails a lot on this episode? I feel like I've said it like nine times now. Well, stop saying it then. I guess. All right. Yeah, you want to introduce the next segment? <laughs> I feel like there should be music or something. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Gresham would appreciate it if she had her own music for. Well, I got to find public domain music. That's the, that's the worst part. I did actually try to look it up a long time ago, but no luck. I wanted like surfer music, but got nothing. Okay. Um, as always, I have not read these ahead of time, so I'm going to be just as delighted as you. <laughs> okay. Well, don't do that thing where you read it real quick first before you read out loud, because then you're not surprised either when you read it. Well, I have to just make sure I know how to pronounce all the words in there. I mean, that's... Oh, I, just read right. the thing. Yeah, I would if you'd shut up. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Gretchen's Backyard Blast Bird Blurb. The yellow-bellied sapsucker is a medium-sized woodpecker that drills holes in small to medium-sized trees to bleed the tree sap. Many birds drink from the sapsucker taps. The oozing sap also attracts insects, which the sapsuckers eat. It's a quiet bird that doesn't do much vocalizing, but will mew like a cat. What? Yeah, that's the yellow-bellied oh, sapsucker for you. Sounds like a, like a cat. cat. That was a that was a good closer. Didn't see that wonder, twist coming at the end, did you? Is do we have those around here in the great state of Minnesota? Because the other day my kids were trying to figure out what the hell's that noise. And it sort of was like a bird, but also sort of like something high-pitched and whiny at the same time. And we could not. It was like it's got to be a bird. I don't know what the hell else it would be. Do you uh, have any we, small to medium-sized trees around? I love that it's a small to medium-sized bird that only uh, pokes holes in small to medium-sized trees. Well, it's a medium-sized bird. Oh, fine. Uh, yeah, we do. Okay, well, maybe it was a yellow-bellied sapsucker then. Well, well Assuming well. they're here. If they're not in this area, then I'm a little annoyed with Gretchen for passing along this blurb because it's irre- irrelevant to our life. You know, we do have people who have stumbled across our podcast that live in other countries. So she can yes, certainly branch like, out. Like India, for instance, I think, as I saw in analytics the other day, right? Uh, probably. I think I, I think I saw one from India. People from Turkey or uh, like Brazil. I'm like, who who are you? I, I guess I wasn't looking you are. specifically at the podcast. I was looking just at the website. But yeah, I think we had a visitor from India. Oh, did you look on the website? Uh, yeah. If anyone's listening, send us your birds. <laughs> 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 yes. Do we got a joke from Gretchen? Goddamn right, we do. Um, yeah, Gretchen uh, <laughs> made a point of, of mentioning that this joke and the last joke about the giraffe uh, didn't come from her; it came from her husband. So, uh, whoa, credit whoa. where it's due. So, okay. Again, I have not read this, so here we go. Start reading. The couple was at the hospital having their first baby. After the birth, the doctor said, "There's good news and bad news. <laughs> good news is you have a healthy baby girl." 
The bad news is one of her legs is shorter than the other. The dad says, that's okay. We were going to name her Eileen anyway. Oh. <sighs> okay, we oh. might have to re- rethink the format here. I don't know. We might have to. We're not reformatting. That was a good one. Oh, that was one that. Yeah. That's one that slaps you in the face. Yeah. Unapologetic. Yeah. Thanks, thanks, Gretchen and Mr. Gretchen. <laughs> Mr. Gretchen. <laughs> uh, I love that the husband's getting in on it too, Mr. Gretchen. We're gonna have to find have, out. She's gonna. She's gonna have to let us know which joke came from which person uh, now. Every time we have to tell a joke. Yeah, I'm almost certain he's not listening. But uh, thanks anyway, Mr. Gretchen. <laughs> or as I like to call him, my new dad. <laughs> Have I ever told you the story of the man that my ex-wife is dating uh, and how he can he actually tried to ask my kids, like, do you think of me as like your dad? Uh, he kept asking my youngest daughter, uh, well, what do you think of me as? Like, how, how, do you, how do you see me? Not actually saying, like, new dad. And then she said, I, I think of you kind of like my aunt. And that was <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's yeah. That's she was like ten. Biting, yeah. Uh, wow. Totally. When a ten-year-old says, "I just think of you like my aunt," inconsequential. <laughs> wow, that's that's fantastic. Well, moving on. Let's introduce the book, Ben. Uh, next okay. three episodes, most likely. Uh, uh, but at least, I mean, this thing's a fucking behemoth. We might need to do upwards of five episodes at this point. I don't know. Oh well, if it's three books, if we can do one each, I don't know how many pages are between each. No, book. each. Uh, so each book within this fucking book gets longer, just like the saga oh, it itself. Oh. Yeah. So the first book that we just read was by far the shortest of the three books in the book. Oh, it's totally manageable. I read it in one little afternoon. I was like, oh, well, we could probably just do three episodes out of this, right? But the next yeah, no, the, are, the next book, I think, is like twice as long. And then the oh, third fuck. book is even longer. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just like the saga. The The first Twilight book was long enough. And now this one is fully 60% longer than that one. Oh, they just keep being longer. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, without getting into the complaints... This first book. Oh, anyways, we're reading Breaking Dawn by Stephanie Meyer. Uh, the fourth re- book of the Twilight Saga. Fourth and final, uh, in theory. And then well, there's more. yeah, there's uh, the short second like of Bree Tanner. There's, uh, what's the new one from Edward's perspective? God, it, it, that, like, and that seems like that's going to be even more tedious. Well, anyways, moving on. This was written in 2008. Uh, Midnight Sun, and, that's what it's called. That's the Edward one, yeah. Midnight Sun. Yeah. Do we really need to read the same story from a slightly different perspective? No. But we're gonna. But we do need to read The Short Second Life of Bree Tanner, an Eclipse novella. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the reception on this book, weirdly, was mostly good. And I think that only comes from the fact that people who are forced to read this and write their reviews every time one of these books came out we're just probably exhausted by then. Like the first book is so shocking with how it's a minute by minute writing of what's going on. And it's way too detailed and, you know, just insane. 
So by like book two and book three, you're just exhausted. And so by book four, people were actually saying okay things about it, which is completely nuts to me. Uh, yeah. Uh, Charlotte Observer, being an example, uh, called the book pretty darn good and criticized the book's length, saying, I wish that Stephanie Meyer hadn't felt compelled to pack so much into one volume. It could have been two books. So that's what's happening to people. They're exhausted. Wait, pack so much into one. How about fucking editing yourself? Maybe that's the problem. It's not packing too much stuff on there. It's not knowing how to write concisely. Well, I think that's the problem is by book one, whoever was her editor sucked. Probably the same editor for book two. And then by book three, they probably brought in like a more professional editor who's like, well, the magic's there. Why mess with the thing that's working? So then I just think at this point, everyone's just like, do whatever you want. (laughs) You're making us a lot of money. Have fun writing yeah, probably. about. She picked up her keys. Then she dropped her keys. Then she fumbled with picking it up. It, it, like the, all this detail you don't need, and they're just like, "Go nuts, have fun." Yeah. You're, you're making a lot of money. Uh, so, anyways, yeah, there's a lot of them. Uh, Time called it a wild but satisfying finish to the Ballad of Bella and Edward, getting a rating, a rating of A minus. So people were suddenly warming up to this thing. There was some bad ones. Uh, Publishers Weekly says, essentially, everyone gets everything they want, even if their desires necessitate an about-face and characterization or the messy introduction of some weird backstory. Nobody has to renounce anything or suffer more than temporarily. In other words, the grandeur is out. So even that's not calling out the obvious abusive relationships, (laughs) all that kind of stuff. Well, it's Uh, not an abusive relationship anymore because they're married. Yeah, so now it's... Now it's official. I, I I have quotes. Anyways, anyway, well, well we're we're getting ahead of our we're not uh, sticking to the format here. Oh well, I'm still I'm reading off a little backstory. Uh, okay, you anything you're wanting to add? Well, I, if we're at the part where the ball point is some background on author, and then the sub ball pointed, if it's an author we've already read, look up some fun facts. I have a fun fact about Stephanie Meyer. I got a couple fun facts, too. Well, this will be fun. Let me jump in. Okay, wait, 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 wait. I'm not going to read the fun facts yet. I just want to say her influences for this book. Yeah. Go on and guess. Just one. Just guess one of her influences. Bronte? One of the Bronte sisters? Uh, No, you're way off. And also, there's only one influence, and that's William fucking Shakespeare. Uh, Merchant (laughs) of Venice and A Midsummer Night's Dream were the influences for this book. Sure. Of course it was, Ms. Meyer. Brilliant. Well done. I know. Uh, The book's cover is a metaphor for Bella's progression throughout the entire series. She began as a physically weak player on the board, a pawn, but at the end she becomes the strongest, the queen. Uh, Yeah, that's what happened. Lastly, she got awards. Uh, She got the Children's Book of the Year for the British British Book Award. This is a Children's Book of the Year. That seemed really weird. Well, that's that has to be some sort of mistake. Uh, She got the Children's Choice Book Awards uh, award, and uh, the novel's chosen as a Teen's Choice Book of the Year, which makes sense. Uh, Then she also got Author of the Year. So, anyways, there's that. I'm done. Uh, Go ahead with your fun fact. Those organizations have lost all credibility for me. Completely. If you're in Britain and you give an award, I don't believe a word you're saying. Yeah, just the (laughs) the entire country of Great Britain is. Yeah, the United mm-hmm. Kingdom is a joke for me now, knowing that. Uh, Stephanie Meyer is uh, married to, what was, what was the guy's name? I don't remember his name. It's Christian like or something. It's like yeah, Poncho but, was his nickname? Uh, I think it was. Was it Poncho? 
Yeah, I think that's from one of our earlier episodes on this stuff. Yeah. Anyway, um, the fun fact there, though, is uh, she met her husband when she was four years old. Isn't that cute? Oh, weird. Yeah. Never. So did she get a crush on him later in life or did she maintain a crush from like age seven until well, they maybe, got married? I don't know. Maybe he groomed her like the fucking werewolves do in this book. And that's where she got the idea that it's oh, romantic God. to Is be in like love with a four year old. I don't know. Her? I don't Ugh. think so. Maybe. I don't know. All right. So is that your fun fact? That's kind of eerie. Yeah. Wasn't that fun? <laughs> Didn't you like that fact? That was fun. I got a fun one. Uh, a former English teacher described her as uh, bright, uh, but not overly so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll check that one off my list. Uh, and then the last one for this episode. Since the takeoff of her writing career, Meyer's husband has officially retired to take care of the children. So he's a cuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I don't know why you're... That's fine. I'm not There's nothing wrong with that. I would absolutely yeah, okay. do that. If I was still married and the uh, now ex-wife made all the money, I would totally just stay home and yeah, take care of okay. the kids or whatever. So I'm I don't think really you should be judging. making light of that. I just thought it was an interesting tidbit. Well, then, Sorry. okay, you say that, but then you call them a cuck. Because I thought it'd be funny to insult them at the last second. That's how jokes work. Oh, okay. When you say the opposite mm-hmm. of what's expected, that's how no, humor uh, okay. works. That sort of so, does. Yeah, okay. that's how that works. But I actually have to say, I was trying to do a little more research on her, like watching some videos of like, I've never seen this person speak. So I watched some videos of her being interviewed and stuff. And I could be completely wrong, but it seems like she's kind of a nice lady. Like she's just happy that her fantasy of being a writer is coming true. So oh, even with okay. her, her newest release with the, the point of view of Edward, uh-huh. she's not coming off like, you know how like whenever you see Oprah, speak she's just so full of herself and loves hearing her voice and you just cringe and whatever she didn't come off like that she's just sort of like super excited because like i get a chance to write about this story again i love writing about this story and she's just like as if one of my kids decided to write a book and it's like ah good for you and that's kind of how i was starting to feel about her so now i feel a little bit bad i mean the book is still all the books are horribly written but it seems like she's like kind of a nice person that just wants to write these books and so i'm like oh but I could also be wrong. Like, I'm sure if we dig in deeper, there's probably horrible backstories about how she treats people or something. Who knows? Well, Ben, let's do the overview of the book. Uh, why don't you let the listeners uh, know generally what we read? Well, we read book one of the fourth book of the Twilight Saga, which this stupid book is broken up into three books for some reason. Not uh, book, book one, one of the fourth. Oh, that's confusing. It's I know, right? Book. I agree. Why did she do it like that? It's the fourth book, and it's the first sub book out of three inside it. It's book one. It's book one of book four. (laughs) (laughs) Out of the three books. (laughs) Go on. So anyway, we read book one here of Breaking Dawn, uh, which is, what was it called? Bella? I don't even fucking remember. You know what? Uh, Anyway, she and Edward are, are engaged. Uh, talking about wedding preparations. Uh, there's some dumb side story about child vampires. That's apparently going to be a thing throughout this book. Um, there's a wedding. It's a big uh, fancy ceremony outdoors at the uh, the Cullen household with a bunch of pretty lights out in the woods and a bunch of flowers and shit. Um, That's a weird detail you decide to throw in. 
J- Jacob's been gone for a while, but then he appears at the wedding, but only after the side. Not all the wedding guests know that Jacob's there, but he's there to, to talk to Bella and dance with her. Uh, then they go on honeymoon to a private island that uh, Esme Cullen owns uh, in the waters off of Brazil. Um, and then uh, Bella discovers she's pregnant and Edward starts hastily planning an abortion. <laughs> That's completely true. <laughs> and it took 150 pages for Stephanie Meyer to describe what I just effectively did in a minute. I know. Well... <laughs> That's pretty much perfect. Uh, so just generally talking about it, um, he buys her a Mercedes as, a, as a, an engagement gift. That's like bulletproof and sealed against like gas attacks and stuff. Yeah, it's an, it's an armored Mercedes that uh, a Middle East dictator might drive. It's, Absolutely, uh, right. and I and I love that because Bell is such a clutch. She might she might die driving, so he has to get her a death proof car. Basically, I know is is this is the idea being that it protects her against the Volturi or whatever when they come to kill her because she's not a vampire yet. Like we'll just stay in the car. I don't understand. What I don't know if it's that so much. It just protects her against herself because she's a klutz and she might accidentally drive into a tree or something. So this is just a cartoonish gesture of his overprotectiveness. I, I, that's that's how I read it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that she stops to get gas, and then, like, the the town locals who are pumping the gas at the gas station are like, oh, boy, can I get a picture of your car? And she's like, okay. And then she, like, hides in the car. And then, and then the one detail I loved is that the guy at the gas station pulls out, like, a professional SLR camera with, like, a, like a focal yeah. lens and everything. <laughs> it, like, starts doing, like, a fashion show shot thing. It's just amazing. Um, and, of course, the whole town knows about their wedding. Everyone's gone oh, yeah. over him because that's just yeah. the way this author wants to envision. Like, this is the fantasy everyone's looking at. Jacob's disappeared, uh, and the dad doesn't really care. Yeah, uh, Jacob Black is gone. His dad, Billy Black, doesn't seem to mind. Uh, Bella so is, doesn't seem to mind. Char- Charlie's the only one who seems to be concerned about Jacob's disappearance. And is he the one putting up the flyers? Because as she's driving yeah. around, there's, like, flyers up. And I'm like, well, who put up the flyers? Yeah, Charlie's dad. dad? Yeah. Oh. That's a little weird. Like, well, if if his well, own dad isn't care, I guess I won't step in and start doing. But he is the town cop, he, right? Yeah, he's, he's just doing his job, I guess. Is that part of a policeman's job? Like, uh, I better start making flyers. Somebody, the kid's missing. Well, <laughs> maybe not about? here in Minneapolis, but in Sleepy Forks, Washington, it sure as hell might be. Yeah, uh, one of the my favorite quotes is when they when they had to go tell, uh, they do the flashback, which I got confused on. Um, but they did a flashback to when they had to go tell Charlie. So, of course, Charlie's immediately like, did you get her pregnant? And I'm ready to shoot you. Uh, but then, no, they just want to get married uh, because they love each other. Which, again, is an odd odd reaction if you uh, think back and remember that Charlie basically high-fived Jacob for sexually assaulting <laughs> Bella. But then he's, for some reason, upset because he thinks Edward got her pregnant. I mean, what's what's uh, Where's yeah. the consistency here, Charlie? There is no consistency. Uh, also, the fact that they should have, if if he doesn't like someone that she's around obsessively and he realizes it's not a good relationship, like, if my daughters were in a relationship with someone that's clearly abusive and controlling and all kinds of stuff, I would never be okay with them getting married if it's, like, that destructive. But he's just like, oh, well, good luck telling Renee. And so then they have to go tell the mom. <laughs> and then the mom's not a problem. It's not like she's Yeah, she's fine with it. Yeah, the Which just makes Charlie nothing. even more annoyed. 
Yeah. It's a, but my favorite quote from her is that she just goes, you know, you've never really been a TJ or a teenager. You always know what you're doing. Like, what are you kidding me? She's been acting like a giant infant for like the last three books. Of course, she, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's doing. Quote, quote that stood out for me in uh, the early chapters of this book was Bella thinking about being turned into a vampire and being forever frozen at 18. Every woman's dream come true. <laughs> Which we've touched on before, but that's clearly Stephanie Meyer's dream come true. Is she wishes she was 18 forever. So Yeah, I know. That was I kind of what her life was like. Like, was she the most popular girl when she was 18 or something? Like, is that like a golden age for her? She's really yeah. Also, her. earlier she had described uh, Edward as 17-year-old perfection. I made Sometimes. a note of that, too. Um, yeah. I, I made it because I remember like weird that they're calling out his age. I guess I kind of forgot that he's like 17. Um, but then he makes yeah. a comment about one of the drawbacks of being immortal at the age of 17 is you never move forward, which made me think maybe Ben's theory is right about how you're mentally stuck at the age of a 17 year old, which is the reason why yeah. he still prefers to go to high school and he's still super yeah. spazzy and emotional all the time. So I was like, oh, yeah. I wonder if that's a little clue that's being dropped. But I think the bigger clue here is just into Stephanie Meyer's psyche where everyone's dream come true is to be 18 forever and 17 years old is perfection. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the point about the whole, like, you never move forward, when they start talking about the vampire children, vampire babies. Uh, yeah, that was a... God, I spent a lot of time talking about that and it was kind of yeah, re- boring. A ridiculous amount of time. And I actually... So, so just I'll like, let you explain that whole mythology. Oh, sure. Well, I also don't know how the conversation started because it's like that suddenly she had a dream about a vampire kid basically sitting on a pile of bodies and stuff and the red glowing eyes. And then all of a sudden she's like talking about these uh, immortal children. And I'm like, wait, is she having a conversation with someone or is she just remembering that someone told her this at one point? So, like, I don't know how the conversation started. Maybe you do. But, uh... They learn about immortal children uh, who are turned when they were babies a long time ago because vampires thought babies were so cute. What if you had one that was just a baby forever? Uh, the problem is they can never develop, which is why Edward's comment about being stuck at 17, you never move forward. I was like, oh, I wonder if this is a thing where it's like that explains why they're so dumb is because your brain is stuck <laughs> at whatever forever. Uh, so with babies, they never learn anything new. When they are hungry and want to feed, you can't stop them from going out and going on a killing rampage. They never learn to not do that. Yeah, uh, I don't the think vol- they're like baby. They were toddlers. I want to like at least two or three years old. I don't think they're just to be clear. Yeah. They weren't like newborn baby vampires. Well, they were toddler they're vampires. Little, little toddlers are still my, my little babies. I don't. I still okay. think of them as babies. Uh, but yes, you're right. They are. They're walking around and being annoying. And you know, sticking their fingers in light sockets when they're not supposed to, and all sorts of stuff that yeah. toddlers do that's horrible. Uh, the Volturi tried to wipe them all out, uh, and the parents loved their immortal toddlers so much that they uh, were fighting back, and it was kind of a battle. Um, yeah. Tanya is one yeah, of This the is way, way in the distant past, by the way. This is a long time ago. Oh, yeah, that part I didn't really catch either. Um, I, I know. Like what the time frame was when it happened. Long, but Tanya is one of the people. Tanya is one of the people that turned a baby. Uh, she's yeah, kind of Tanya's Denali. part of the. Yeah, I was gonna say she's the Alaska crew, Denali. Yeah. Oh, is that because I'm like Denali vampires? Why am I not remembering who the hell the Denali vampires are? So like Tanya, I'm because to know they were remember. barely mentioned in the 
fucking fourteen hundred pages of this shit that we've read already, but they're in there. <laughs> so can you they're from Alaska. A, can you remind me what a Denali family vampire? They're, so they're from Alaska. Like, the, why did we why did we learn about them to begin with at one point? Because they're like friends with the Cullens. They are. I think they're also. They don't kill people. Kind of. They get along well with the Cullens. They're kind of their like extended family. I think. Oh. So we didn't. Which is which is why them. they're invited to the wedding, and yeah, we weren't introduced to them on the field of battle or anything cool like that. We just heard about. No, them. no, they're 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 friends. So okay, all right. Well, then I know they were. Ta- I don't remember specifically how they were talked about in the previous books, but they were mentioned, but not in a ton of detail. They didn't I don't like, think play a I part in the story or anything. Okay, not that I remember, but yeah, there was so much shit that we had to slog through, so I might very well be forgetting something. No, it's true, especially if it's mentioned towards the end. And by the end, I'm always skimming because it's just like, okay, they're in love. And now they're arguing again. He doesn't want her to be a vampire. Okay, keep moving. Keep like, I'm just trying to finish the book. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much all I've got on that. Um, unless you have anything else to add. But so that's the thing. And so, the, of course, that's hinting towards she's going to get pregnant and it's going to be a vampire baby. And so now the Volturi are not only going to come after her because she's not immortal yet. She's still just a normal human. But they're also yeah, because that was that was part of the deal, the right? They were gonna the Volturi weren't gonna kill Bella because the Cullens promised to turn her into a vampire. But also for no reason, at the same time, they're coming to get her. It's like they even said, "All right, you've got a certain amount of time to turn her into a vampire to keep our secret. If you don't, we're gonna have to kill her." And then they're already starting to hunt her down, anyways. <laughs> so I don't get it. Like in the last book, they were like posing a problem and stuff, and it's just weird. Yeah, that wasn't the Volturi. Wasn't that something else? Well, that was more Victoria than her shit. I don't, I don't know. know anymore. I just remember pointing that out in the last one. I don't yeah. remember specifically why anymore. Because okay. everything runs together. Yeah, you're right. Who cares? I don't. Yeah, I know. Uh, I pointed <laughs> out about how Bella, she doesn't know where her honeymoon's going to be. Edward's going to surprise her. But yeah. the quote being, it's strange not to know where I'm sleeping tomorrow, or hopefully not sleeping. It was like, uh, you slut. There's (laughs) so many, like, clumsy allusions to sex, but there's no, like, acknowledgement, direct acknowledgement that it's occurring. It's weird how she writes about it. And, like, I don't want Stephanie Meyer to be writing an explicit sex scene or anything, but the first time that uh, Bella and Edward had sex on the honeymoon, I kind of missed it. Like, I did realize that, that it happened until... A few pages later, I'm like, oh, wait, they they fucked. She's, yeah, they, they fucked. That's what they're talking about. They mentioned okay. uh, like how like there's feathers everywhere. And he's like, well, I had to bite a pillow because otherwise I would have killed you during sex. And I'm like, wait, they had sex? When? <laughs> so I had to yeah, like, go yeah, back. Yeah, it was just like, <laughs> it's weird how she handles it. I, I get that she's a Mormon and everything, but still, I mean, I, know. I don't know. It's I was like she refuses to acknowledge like, it in print. It was weird. It's like conversation and stuff leading up to the moment that they're going to have sex. But if they don't, she doesn't, she could like allude to it, be like, and then he took his shirt off, but they don't, she doesn't do anything like that. So you don't really know that they've had sex until they're done. Yeah. It's like, uh, I slept in late because boy, was I tired from, you know what? I'm like, oh, I guess they had sex. (laughs) Um, I like that, uh, they get married at the Cullen house, and I have quotes uh, that when she walks in, as she's, you know, going down the aisle, she sees yeah. Edward, and his eyes were a buttery, burning gold. So that's <laughs> amazing. Uh, she yeah. says, our vows 
were words said a thousand times, though by nobody quite like us. So, of course, wink, wink. I don't know. That was like, just yeah. Dumb. <laughs> do you do you want to mention how how she customized their vows? Um, how did they customize the vows? Well, instead of saying "till death do us part," they had the the guys say, "Oh yeah, for as long as we both shall live." I think is that how they rephrased it. Yeah, wasn't that what cute why and would touching? They just leave it the way it is. Like, why are they constantly because, trying to draw attention to themselves? Because they're not going to die. That vampires don't die, so death isn't going to do them part. They don't have to specifically, like, oh, we need to address this issue in our vows. They could just have dumb, I don't know, whatever. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> my favorite, though, Jacob. He shows up. He's hiding in the bushes, and Edward takes her, Bella, outside after they got married. Uh, and everyone's dancing and stuff, so then he takes Bella outside. He's like, I need to show you something. And that's ah, Jacob. And he goes hopping out of the woods. Um, so then they're dancing together, and then my uh, the, the quote that I was just dying laughing is, Jacob says, I'm here to dot, dot, dot. Bella says, make it perfect. And Jacob says, that's a tall order. And then Bella says, you're a tall guy. I'm like, what the hell am I reading? <laughs> no, that was just one of my notes from just in general. That dialogue in this book is so dumb. The Jacob dancing was like a huge section. First of all, book I one. I know. Book one of book four. It's yeah. all just them getting married and then going on their honeymoon. The most... Yeah, and Bella has a bunch of bad dreams. I forgot to mention that. Bella's having a lot of bad dreams these days. Yeah, it's all about the vampire well, I hope that's. I hope that's not some sort of foreshadowing. I hope it's not a harbinger of things to come. Like when she uh, had a dream about like the Native American woman story about like sacrificing herself, like cutting herself open for the blood. That dream was happening all the time in the last. Like, yeah, we know where this is. It's the same thing. Now this. Yeah. Is so boy. I, boy, I wonder if all these dreams about vampire babies is gonna be something. I, I bet you that's just random. She's just having those dreams for no reason. Yeah, she's just trying to paint a canvas, Ben. You don't have to pay attention to every detail. Over uh, and over. <laughs> my other favorite uh, quote and then I'll drop the Jacob thing is Jacob says uh, he wants to remember her the way she is before she gets changed presumably to a vampire then he says pink cheeks uh, heartbeat and two left feet all of that then she's then it's writes I deliberately stomped on his foot as hard as I could he smiled and said that's my girl <laughs> oh. so dumb so, anyways, yeah. Then he he finally puts two and two together that Edward can have sex with Bella, and he flips out. And then a fight almost starts between the wolves and the vampires at the wedding. So, again, everyone's fighting over her. How would he not think yeah. that they'd ever have sex? Or a hand job or something. Anything. Yeah. It never occurred to him. He just thought they'd like have cold kisses uh, forever. It's so dumb. Especially when she's a vampire. When she gets turned to a vampire, of course they're going to have sex. But yeah, all the time. Stephanie Meyer's not thinking that through. So she's like, I just need a reason for people to fight over her on her big day. That's a fantasy come true. So she just kind of made it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they go on their honeymoon. I love that they, she points out that they take a plane to Houston, Texas. Is the honeymoon in Houston, also, Texas? Okay. How are they doing this logistically? They're going to sunny places. Is Edward sparkling the whole time? Is he wearing a hijab? I, how that's is he? That's a good point. Po- yeah, that's a good point. I was That's curious a about really that. That's a good point. Yeah. Is he wearing like a giant brimmed hat or something? I yeah, don't I, I don't know. I was curious about that. 
So they stop in Houston, Texas. Or is uh, he just like it? covered in just slathering sunscreen all, all over him? He's just... <laughs> uh, with just sparkle underneath the oils, which would probably even be sexier than normal. Uh, he says, no, yeah. we're not going to be uh, having our honeymoon in Houston, Texas. Uh, we're going to Rio de Janeiro. So they land in Rio de Janeiro. So are we having our honeymoon here? No. Uh, then they get on a boat. And my first... like They're going to get on a boat and start going out to sea. And my first thought was, they're going to honeymoon in Atlantis. But no, it was just uh, Esme Island or something. Like Esme owns this island that they're going to go to. Yeah, Isle Esme. Wait, did you think Atlantis or did Bella? Oh, me. I was thinking like, it'd be fucking hilarious if all of a sudden it's like, I hope you enjoy your honeymoon in Atlantis. And all of a sudden the boat goes under the water. <laughs> I, I, I know you're joking, but did, I thought Bella said something to that effect too, though. Oh, did she? I didn't did she, catch hey, that. Hey, hold, hold on a sec. Let me... My, I left my copy of the book uh, out of reach, so I'll be right back. I want to see if I can find Fine. this. I thought she actually did say something. Yeah, I'll okay. get some more coffee, so I'll be right back. Oh, here it is. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. This is Bella. Oh, well, I thought to myself, he was a vampire after all. Maybe we were going to Atlantis. Oh, she actually said it. Yeah. Oh. I wonder if I just subconsciously absorbed that and thought I thought of it. Damn it! I 20 minutes later, he called my name over the roar of the engine. Bella, look there. <laughs> he pointed straight ahead. I saw only blackness at first and the moon's white trail across the water. But I searched the space where he pointed until I found a low black shape breaking into the sheet of moonlight on the waves. <laughs> as I squinted the, into the darkness, does this the silhouette became the part more detailed. That's huh? a different segment, Ben. I know. I just I was good to do it. No, also, I forgot. Is that my Bella voice or is that my fucking voice from Fifty Shades? I don't even remember what voice I'm oh, supposed to be using now. Shades or do I only have the, one? Huh? It's your Louis Anderson, but your Louis Anderson is so damn good. I don't mind that uh, <laughs> Louis. You do Louis Anderson reading the voice of Bella is totally fine by me. <laughs> okay. Well, well, we'll get back to that segment later then. Yeah, and I just like, the rest of the time on the island is them arguing where. He doesn't want her to turn into a vampire, and then they're fucking. Uh, and that's pretty much well, like she the, doesn't want to be a vampire yet because she wants to do a semester at Dartmouth first as a human. Yeah, I was like, I was like, because <laughs> I, I didn't want to go back. I was like, did I miss? No. Did I just make that part up? Like she said that she wanted to hold off on being a vampire for a while for college. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. She's dying to be a yeah. vampire. It's been like uh-huh. three books. And now suddenly she's like, maybe after college. But then the Volturi oh, yeah. are after you. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's Dartmouth. You don't say no to Dartmouth. Come on. Can't you be a vampire at Dartmouth? It's one of the... It's Ivy League. I, I, I don't know if it's one of the best Ivy League schools, but it's Ivy League. Don't you want to be like super cool vampire at the Ivy League school? I don't know. Whatever. Uh, what the, so then they they're basically arguing and fucking all the time. They stay for about two weeks, and I love that at one point, uh, Edward's got to go hunt. <laughs> so he's, he's yeah, taking well, off to go kill rabbits and stuff. Uh, yeah, another thing I thought was hilarious is before they got married, he like was watching her sleep in her bedroom for the millionth time uh, at her dad's house or whatever. But then they, she was talking to him, and they were arguing again about being a vampire and like, I don't want you to be one. She's like, I want to be one. But then the part that I was just cracking up at is that when he's ready to leave... He crouches down and growls and then leaps out the window. 
Yeah. <laughs> I could visually see him crouch down with his feet and hands on the floor and go, and then like fly out the window. <laughs> it's, like, it's just ridiculous. I can't wait till we watch that scene in the movie when we watch that together. Ah, I know. Um, the the hyperspeed of Edward was hilarious when he would <laughs> abuse the hyperspeed to get out of the driver's side of the car real fast and run yeah. around to her side to open up the door. <laughs> uh. I know that uh, the last episode where we watched the Twilight movie is not listenable unless you're actually like watching it with us, but there's some pretty funny My parts. mom listened to the whole goddamn thing for some reason. I told her that really didn't have it's, to do that. It's actually not that bad. I mean, it's definitely like you have to be bored and be doing something else. But yeah. you and I were talking enough through it. It was mildly entertaining. She Probably said we talked it. noticeably less as the episode went on. So uh-huh. I, I didn't bother listening to the whole thing. Eh, we had some good ones. I especially like the part where we both start sh- uh, shouting like, take it off. Do it. Do it. Take your shirt off. <laughs> it's just the two of us <laughs> shouting at the scream. Um, but yeah, then um, she has more visions while she's like being pregnant, and then what's her name? Calls uh, the psychic vampire. Forgot her name, but she calls Al- me like Alice. Vision. Alice, <laughs> yeah, you are pregnant. <laughs> Just so stupid. And I think other vampires are like the servants there that are like cleaning up around the place or something. Yeah, they're not they vampires. Make- though. I the housekeeper. They're just like people. They're just housekeepers. Are they? Yeah, okay. that's why they're so fucking scared of the vampires. The the lady housekeeper suspects something's off with Edward and she's like terrified of him and thinks um, Bella's going to die. So yeah, I, I was curious about that at first too. Like who are these housekeepers? And then yeah. I think it became clear that they're, they're people. They're just poor people that the Collins hired. Oh, I didn't know anybody else existed on this Island. I thought it was like a remote Island or something. Well, they, they take a boat in and out. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Cause when they left All the right. last time, Bella says you could hear the boat leaving the Island or something. That's when Edward is trying to plan an abortion. <laughs> uh, so then, yeah, the, the one part I was cracking up at is that she, as she's like, I rem-, like after she's like, oh my god, I'm pregnant, and it happens super fast. Like I, you know, only five days late on my missing my preg- my period or whatever. So she goes, I remember when I went to the vampires A to Z website and looked up a succubus and an incubus. And maybe you can clear this up for me. I know that a succubus and incubus are supposed to be demons that have sex with you against your will while you're sleeping. Is she trying to say that they're vampires? Uh, yeah, I think so, right? There's different cultures having different names for vampires, basically. Isn't that what it was? But it's like specifically, I went and looked it up. I, uh, I it know. turns out vampires A to Z is a bunch of fans have made their own vampires A to Z like WordPress websites and stuff. So it's like, I was just like, is that cool? Is there any chance it's a real website? And it's not, it's never existed. So that's the reason why it's got such a dumb name. But then I went on Wikipedia and stuff. Yeah. Succubus and Incubus are supposed to just be demons. They're like supernatural demons. They're not vampires. Uh, I know. It's almost, it's almost as if Stephanie Meyer did do much research or something. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you can't just, like it's like changing the rules. Okay, fine. You change the rules on vampires. They don't burn up in the sun like they're supposed to. They glitter and like they don't have big old fangs. They just bite you with their flat teeth. Fine, whatever. But then it's like everything's up for grabs. Like I don't know. It was just like bothering me. Yeah. Well, in either case, uh, then yeah, he says we got to get that thing out of you. And then like oh, and I love that before he had sex with her on the honeymoon, he actually had to go uh, to what's his name, the the main vampire. Uh, I'm getting tired apparently. And he Carlisle. said, uh, "Carlisle, he's like, what, what's sex like?" 
I mean, like for vampires. <laughs> but I just love it. It's like a father and son. Where do I put my penis, Dad? <laughs> well, and we're, he hasn't had sex ever in the last hundred years. We're supposed to believe that. I know. Is that supposed to be the uh, thing? He's like a virgin virgin? Like he's never had uh, sex ever? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Struck what me the hell odd. is going on here? <laughs> I get that you're uh, a Mormon, but this is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there anything? I mean, another thing that haunts me all the time, you have all these vampires around the world that have been living for God knows how long. How come they've never done anything for society? How come they don't roll, like rule the world, basically, with all their collective knowledge and experience and stuff? Uh, and also, they couldn't figure out how to have sex or something? It's just, it's insane. Everything about it is just dumb. Well, on to yeah. our next segment. What what about this sucked for you, Ben? Just the dialogue is just dumb throughout the weird way that she writes about but doesn't actually write about sex happening <laughs> right. that, that's the main thing and just it, again it's just twice as long as it needs to be and just yeah. it's and I, I'm already dreading the end of this book because it's already be repetitive with all these fucking dreams that she's having and they keep talking about the mythology of these baby vampires and it's I like, know. gee I wonder where this is going you're never allowed to discover anything. It's just being hammered into you, like, from yeah. the very beginning. Yeah, over uh, and over and well, over. I totally agree with you. Uh, what sucked for me was more hints that we were going to be on a long journey of a horrible, controlling, and abusive relationship. Uh, one of the quotes that I pulled out where I was just like, oh, my God, was on the honeymoon... She winds up like every time he looks fussy for any reason, she instantly thinks like, oh, my God, I must look horrible. I must be unattractive. Or what did I say? I must have said something to make him mad. And it's like, this is so bad. But then one of the lines she says to him when he's like, are you happy? You don't seem like you're happy. And she says, I wasn't this happy even when you loved me more than you wanted to kill me. That was a quote from the book. (laughs) So she was happy when he says, I love you more than my desire to kill you. But she's even happier than that now on the honeymoon. <laughs> God. Uh, yeah. Well, do you take anything, uh, the next segment, what's good? Anything good you got out of this book? Or out of, these, out of this book one, these chapters? Uh, despite the scathing criticism I just gave, uh, it's still more readable than Fifty Shades of Grey somehow. Mm-hmm. That's Which, a good point. That's quite a feat uh, for Fifty Shades. Like, how could you be that bad and unreadable? But there you go. Yeah, this one, this book definitely is. Uh, it can be draining, for sure. But I've, I haven't reached the point where I'm angry. Fifty Shades of Grey. I was just getting pissed. Like I was angry at the story. Yeah. I was angry at the writing. I was angry at everything. I like just vowed. I'm, I don't care what Ben says. I'm never reading another one of these again. I'm not there yeah. with this. So yeah, you're right. Uh, for me. What I said is good out of this is that we learned that Charlie Chaplin had a baby when he was in his 70s. Uh, so yeah, actually, that was, that was, I forgot about that. I was actually reading up about Charlie Chaplin yesterday after I saw it. I know. They, so what was she trying to explain with that point? She was trying to say that like vampire know. 
so like women's bodies shut down at a certain age, but men's. Oh uh, yeah, men are always babies. virile. Yeah, was, okay. But yeah, what did that have to do of... with the context of vampire? Because she was trying yeah, to understand sh- the science of this baby. Of how she I got, got pregnant? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It uh, made sense, kind of. I guess I don't know. Well, the I, next uh, segment. What the hell? Oh, but you have more yeah. You what say? the hell is? I, I just sent you. I just sent you a picture of. Did you get my picture? Oh, just got it right now. Let's open her up. I just want to. Oh, God. So it's it's the book. There's two marks in there right now. So the first bookmark on the right, that's what we've read. And then in between the two bookmarks is book two. And then that whole last part on the left, that's that's book three. Yeah, that's why we're not doing that in one episode. Oh, my God. No wonder. That's insane. We're going to yes. have to post that up. I wish we could put pictures in our show notes because that right there is an amazing illustration of her horrible writing. <laughs> ah, crap. Well, I tell well, you where we can put a picture is at uh, nuzzlehouse.com. Save it for the end, Ben. That's a different segment. Mm-hmm. Well, well, just what a the teaser hell? for the so end. Besides the, uh, besides the book length that you just described, uh, you got anything else for what the hell? Um... Yeah, it was. Uh, we kind of touched on it before, but the whole housekeeper thing was kind of weird to me. Like, <laughs> who are these people that boat in and out to, to clean the place, but never bring food? And uh, oh yeah, yeah, good point. Like to even put yeah. on a show to be like, we don't want them to know we're vampires. Just well, vampire they, they already then. strongly suspect that they are vampires. I don't know. It was just weird. Are, are these? I don't know. The housekeeper's going to play a part later in the book. I don't know. I hope not. Oh, of course but, not. There's there's characters that come in and out. Like they play prominent roles that you just never hear from them again in the previous book. So, or maybe she'll write a whole novelette about the housekeepers. <laughs> 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 It'll be called the housekeepers and their side of the story. And we'll read it. Uh, for me, it was the bachelor party. Did they say that they? Were they joking or were they serious <laughs> that they say they get like a, a cougar or something or a mountain lion? No, what I think that was they... serious. I think that's the, the bachelor part is they just go out and kill animals, big cats that's, in the mountain. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I was like, is that, I hope this is supposed to be like some sort of dumb vampire joke. Because uh, otherwise I'm imagining like they're rolling around wrestling with it and stuff. And like, just, uh, I, I think they're know. just it's... eating it. Aren't they just eating it? I'd figure they're probably just eating it, I guess. If it wasn't a joke, a, then yeah. Well, like a, a human bachelor party, it's not uncommon to go for a steak or something and then then go get drunk and go to the titty bar. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I guess maybe feeding is the extent of how they have fun. Like, that's the extent of yeah. like That's all we're going to do. We're just going to eat a giant cat, and then we're, that's our fun. We're going to go to bed. Or I maybe it's just implied that they went to the strip club, too, but just Stephanie Meyer won't write about it. You just just fill yeah. in the blanks. Whatever you want the vampire bachelor party to be, that's what it is. Because she left it so ambiguous. Also, Edward had to ask uh, Cullen about se- the sex talk. That was weird to me. Because he had the sex <laughs> talk before the sex. And then he had to have the, oh, dad, I got her pregnant. Now what do I do talk <laughs> on the phone? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, found out well she's we, we got to get it out of her and we have to hurry. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, so would you recommend it? No. <laughs> That's our other segment. <laughs> nope, I wouldn't either. I don't recommend this to anyone. Uh, I was hearing that there's kind of a twilight resurgence since the book came out, uh, kind of a renaissance, where people are ironically reading it and stuff, which is still what? too dangerous. I well, think. I mean, no one... that, that's what we're doing. 
I know, it's different when we're grown men, but it's like some impressionable teen might read it and actually be like, I want a boyfriend that threatens to kill me all the time. Well, the next section, Ben's Corner. Yeah, and what I have to... Read for uh, well, I have to say, do you have anything picked out? Because I wasn't... I, for some reason, I, I kind of forgot to pick something out. Um, I oh, think for I God's sake. Find something quick, but if you had something in mind... Uh, I don't have anything in mind. Unless you want to read the, the, then, the uh, scene. They had sex right before she fell asleep and slept for 12 hours. There's always that. They Obviously, there's no sex scene being written, so it's safe for you to read in your voice. Yeah, uh, but I remember that being weird. But I don't the, remember specifically why it was weird. The other thing I was thinking of, I did make a note that the dialogue was especially annoying to me um, at the wedding when she was talking to Jacob. I thought that was particularly dumb dialogue. Oh, you can read it. Those are the quotes I was reading. Uh, yeah, go ahead and read some of that. Especially I've never done anything good enough to deserve a friend like Jacob. <laughs> when did you decide to come back? Consciously or subconsciously? He took a deep breath before he answered his own question. I don't really know. I guess I've been wandering back in this direction for a while, and maybe it's because I was headed here. But it wasn't until this morning that I really started running. I didn't know if I could make it. He laughed. You wouldn't believe how weird this feels, walking around on two legs again and clothes. And then it's more bizarre because it feels weird. I didn't expect oh, yeah. that. I I'm out of practice part. with the whole human thing. We revolved steadily. <laughs> it would have been a shame to miss seeing you like this, though. That's worth the trip right there. You look unbelievable, Bella. So beautiful. <laughs> Alice invests a lot of time in me today. The dark helps, too. It's not so dark for me, you know. Right. Werewolf senses. It was easy to forget all the things he could do. He seems so human, especially right now. You cut your hair, I noted. Yeah, easier, you know. Thought oh. I'd better take advantage of the hands. It looks good! <laughs> you gotta stop. I can't breathe. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, God, that is so good. I love, with all my heart, Jacob... Uh, you know, speaking in a normal man voice, and all of a sudden, he said, <laughs> "Oh fuck, that uh, was good." Yeah, thank you. That's a pleasure to do it. Just <laughs> it just flows well, out of me the so easily. Sign-off section of the show. Yeah. <laughs> ben, do you want to say anything about our our, our wonderful website? Uh, well, I mean, we've got a couple of URLs to mention here. First, I would say if you're shopping for a book. Go to bookshop.org slash shop slash nuzzle house. There you can find all the books that the book boys have read, as well as Leaves of Glen. And if you can't find a book there that you like to read, just use the simple search function on bookshop.org. Bookshop.org supports local bookstores. Okay. Uh, any, Any kind of other website they should go to? Well, if you're not sick of the internet by then, you can go to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What's, is it just nuzzlehouse.com? I don't even fucking know. Yeah, it's nuzzlehouse.com. Uh, nuzzlehouse.com. That's N U Z Z L E H O U S E dot com. Wow, I love that you spelled it out. Yes. Don't want there oh, to be yeah. any confusion on how to get to nuzzlehouse.com. 
And if you're on thoseahalls.com, you can click the link to Bookshop. Bookshop (laughs) Bookshop.org, supporting local bookshops. (laughs) You're like overselling Bookshop.org more than our own damn website. Well, I would love it. If we started a whole community, like a bulletin board system that no one ever went to. (laughs) Be like, come to NuzzleHouse.com, rate, review, and like our books. And like, you can talk about your favorite episodes. And there's just no one there. And a reminder, bookshop.org is an online bookstore with a mission to financially support local independent bookstores. If you don't (laughs) feel like helping Jeff Bezos become a trillionaire, this is the place (laughs) to buy your books. Bookshop.org. Is that actually part of their verbiage? Because you've said that before. Or is that just um, you using the same yeah, No, it's part of the verbiage I made for them on nuzzlehouse.com <laughs> slash bookshop. <laughs> I don't know if I like this segment. This is also the segment where we say goodbye. So is there anything else you want to say besides bookshop.org? Is there anything else you want to say? No, I think that covers everything, right? Yep, it does. I'm so glad. I suppose at some point, if we if we get active again on the social, we could talk about uh, checking us out on Instagram or Twitter. But uh, we're not doing that right now, so don't bother. Eh, I still do Twitter, kind of. Oh, you do up there, but that's because it's so low effort. I don't have to do all the jump through all the hoops and do all. I don't even have to make hashtags. It's great. I just post it up there and I walk away from it. Yeah, sorry, I don't see that anymore because I got locked out of my Twitter account. So sorry. Why don't you just start a new Twitter account? Yeah, I need a new email address to start it with, and I have other email addresses, but it just seems like a hassle. Yeah, I suppose you're right. But you got to read your news somewhere. It's pretty much all it is for me as a news aggregator. But this is not conclusion sign-off conversation. Uh, <laughs> goodbye, Ben, and oh. goodbye to everyone else. Hey, actually, one other thing I just remembered. Um, <laughs> have you? Huh? Oh, I no, I'm not going to do that. Boys. I, already, I already did that in the middle of the episode. I don't know if you're even going to use it or not. Was that nope, in the part that's staying in? Okay. Yep. Uh, do, do you watch uh, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver? Uh, yeah, I do. Did you see the, the Bob Honey part? No. Yeah. Uh, what part was that? <laughs> so it was a, a couple weeks ago. He was uh, just encouraging people to register themselves to vote and, and apply for a mail-in ballot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he gave a website where he could do that, and he says it only takes two minutes. And then his the bit was to give you two minutes. He was just going to, for the next two minutes of the show, he wasn't going to say anything. All that was going to be going on was uh, a re- recording of Sean Penn reading Bob Honey, who just do stuff. <laughs> and that was going <laughs> to motivate people to stop watching the show and go register to vote. So um, <laughs> That's amazing. Well, like, I know that book. It's terrible. Just like John Oliver says. He, he, was, he was just ripping out how bad the book was. So. Did it? Was it like Sean Penn made a guest appearance, or did they just play the audio from his audio book? No, they just played the audio from his audio book, I think. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, it wasn't Sean Penn there. They were just ripping on Sean Penn and, yeah, played that, so... Well, yeah. when are we going to record next time? Our conclusion sign-off is really dragging out. Uh, this is the worst segment of the show. What are we going to? When are we going to wait? Two weeks? What are we going to do? Uh, yeah, can we do that? I, I still have a pretty busy schedule these days, so two weeks would be good. Are we doing? I mean, if we're doing two weeks, we could do all book two. I guess that's. Yeah, uh, we could do it's that. about two hundred and twenty-five pages. Yeah, because book three is. Book three, we're not doing that at once. No, so we'll split that up. So yeah, let's if we can try to get book two out of the way, then yeah. Okay. God, well, I I'm hate def- this. I hate that we have. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna need two weeks. For that. I'm not reading this all in one week, but yeah. So uh, let's two weeks from yesterday or today. Let's uh, talk about book two, Jacob. <sighs> Great. All right. Cool. Well, I'll talk to you later then, Ben. Okay.
，拜拜，拜。And then we'll just go over the details. I know that's exactly that. what I was gonna do because that's that's kind of what the the outline here says. Okay, fine. So we'll do that. We're acting like you're the one who's not sticking to your goddamn outline. Ah, but boys. <laughs> <laughs>